Quick note before we get started on this podcast, just want to let everybody know we had an audio issue. I've been traveling um, from D.C. back home to Richmond, and it's made things a bit tougher on recording the podcast and whatnot, especially in these these awkward times. Um, Connor, his audio quality is a bit lower on this podcast, so we apologize for that. But it is it is bearable, so please stick through stick with us as we are working through a lot of issues. But we want to make sure we still keep giving you guys content and we keep producing content, which we will uh, throughout these times. So you guys have stuff to listen to during your quarantine. So here is part two of our 2020 prospect preview for the Washington Nationals. We have prospects number 25 through 21 today. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Locked on Nationals podcast. My name is Josh Neighbors. Joining me today, Connor Jones, for part two of our Nationals prospect preview. We've got uh, prospect numbers 25 through 21 coming today here. This according to MLB.com's prospect uh, information. A couple things that we have an issue with, Connor, but we'll start with this one as we start with our first player. Rowdy Reed is a catcher, 26 years old, signed with the Nationals in 2011. A lot of websites have him listed at six foot one seventy, but the old eye test says he is definitely north of two hundred. Yeah, I was just taking a look at that, and I see here on Wikipedia they have him at six foot two thirty one. But across the MLB sites, it looks like in Baseball Reference they have him at six foot one seventy. I'm I'm gonna argue that I've seen Rowdy Reed. You look at his power numbers, and he does not strike me as a guy that has a point guard body. Yeah, no, not a guy, not a guy who they're going to ask to swipe a bag, um, and you know, uh, run a lot. Um, he look, you, you look at him, I don't now two thirty one. That seems like a that might be a little bit over. Uh, you know, you kind of look across like six foot two thirty one. I don't think that's quite correct, but uh, he's definitely north of two hundred. Kind of your classic catcher, and this is a guy that you know for the Nationals. He spent time on the major league roster. Uh, I believe he was a bullpen catcher last year during the World Series run. And for him, it's, you know, he's kind of had a weird career, gets suspended for 80 games in 2018. Um, I forget the substance, but 20 homers in 2019. And uh, I think we might have seen the benefits of the of, of steroids um, there. But, I mean, look, whatever it was, he did, he served a suspension, did have his best power year in 2019. And last year in AAA, he hit 275, 317 on base, um, 20 home runs, drove in 60 runs, in 82 games. So, I mean, we talked about this last time. We talked about prospects. But in terms of catchers and what they can generate, this guy's a pretty much a proven commodity at the AAA level and somebody who's definitely going to see some time in the major leagues this season. Yeah, Rowdy Reed's definitely the number three catcher in the organization right now. And he's also a guy that's known as an offensive catcher. He can obviously give you a lot of power out of that position. It's, it's more the defense that's a question with him. And like I kind of mentioned last time, with those catchers coming up, trying to be on the same page as the veteran pitchers. That's the real tough part for young catchers or guys who haven't had much time in the major leagues with this organization. So I think that's going to be the next step for him is kind of coming along defensively because because I think the what he can do at the plate is is definitely not the question with Rowdy, with Rowdy Reed. Yeah, and I think also, too, when you consider um, the age of Kurt Suzuki, 36, and Jan Gomes, 32, also – Neither of them are spring chickens, so having a guy who's 26 can come up and give you some um, really uh, important, important innings, Um, you know, doubleheaders if they ever need somebody like that to as well. It's going to be nice to have that guy. Barring injury, I mean, in the event of an injury, he is going to come up and definitely have an impact. Yeah, he's someone that's, he's had an impact before, and I think he's a guy that if, if Gomes or Suzuki does go down, they feel comfortable bringing him up. 
Yeah, all right, we'll, uh, we'll keep this train moving here, moving on to our next prospect. Steven Fuentes comes in at number 24. He's a right-handed pitcher, 22 years old. He signed in 20, uh, 2013. He's from Panama. 6'2", 175 is what he is listed at. Um, a really nice sinking fastball has a slider as well as a changeup. He also served a 50-year ga- 50 game suspension last year for a stimulant. So uh, two guys who have who have uh, been on that list. Sadly, last year 11 games started. He threw over 60 innings, 63 hits, 63 strikeouts, 15 uh, walks, and the guys hit 253 against him. So I would say, Connor, that's really where I start off first. Is that pe- you know opposing teams have had a Good, a good amount of success off of him. You've compared him to Yasmero Petit, and that's actually a pretty good comparison because he's a guy that's consistent. He can spot start. He can come out of the bullpen, and he's a guy that when you need to eat up innings on the mound that you're comfortable asking them to do so. And I think that's kind of going to be the role for Steven Fuentes, it sounds like, down the line. And, th- and that's a good guy to have. You want somebody that when things aren't going well, you can trust them to kind of to steady the ship and, and eat up some innings when you need to in tough spots. Yeah, that's going to be his his job. I mean, the Nationals like him as a starter right now, but you know, you really, it's one of the situations where they're using him as a starter so he can develop that pitch arsenal, and then also too as a starter that allows you to transition to that long relief long relief role where you can eat those innings up. Um, he's he's really composed, and that's what I like about him. And it seems like you know, the control is there for him at, at 22, and for him, it's just it's continuing to learn how to use those pitches effectively. Um, just gain that experience against you know more experienced hitters and uh, in the farm system, and they expect him to come up this season. I don't know about that part of it. That's the one thing I, I when I when I think about Fuentes, I'm a bit skeptical about. Um, not sure how you're feeling, but I think coming up in 2020, uh, I'm not sure that that is going to manifest because I doubt it. Yeah, because I mean, you look at the organization. I think that they have some pitching depth already. You're going to see. Austin Voth, I mean, the way things were trending, it looked like Joe Ross was going to be the fifth starter, and Austin Voth was going to be the long reliever, and he had a good year last year. I don't think, and especially with a shortened season, whenever it does start, if it does start, it's going to be, they're not going to need but so many guys, because in all likelihood, they're going to be playing far less than 162 games. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called With Things produced the world's first smart scale. And they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated with Things Body Plus oh, the overall. Tom's Guide rated with Things Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. With Things Smart Scales are known for their durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app. For iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you have to use your phone and have it on you at all times. But with Things Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users, and it even knows who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a With Things Body Plus right now at withthings.com for a very limited time. Go to withthings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com 
backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. Yeah, and especially somebody who has only thrown, you know, he's not even eclipsed 100 innings uh, above the single A level. And, um, you know, typically, I mean, look, if a guy is really good, you know, you don't have to see a ton of him. But for him, I mean, he has not been completely lights out. Um, and he's still 22 years old. So, I mean, I doubt they'd be comfortable just kind of thrusting him forward when he's really only had limited time above the A range, um, you know, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think a 22-year-old a pitcher definitely has a lot of work to do, probably. Not that much time above the A level. Not everybody's Juan Soto and can just bounce from single A to the major leagues and make an immediate impact. So I think it's a, a big year for, for Stephen Fuentes to kind of keep developing and not rush him up. So now we go to James Bork, and I'm, I'm glad to report on this one. Uh, did not have to serve a suspension uh, for steroids. He is 22 years old, 14th round pick. Um, he is 6'4", 215, pitched at Michigan. Really had a – it was a mixed bag for him during his time at Michigan as a starter. Had, was was pretty inconsistent. Had Tommy John surgery in 2015. He's got a fastball that kind of is 96 to 98 and a power curve as well too. He's got to work on his command. He's a very inconsistent pitcher. He's one of those emotional guys that you know is going to be a bullpen um, flamethrower type pitcher. Uh, you know, with the speed and the big curveball, and uh, was in the was in the major leagues for literally. I mean, when we say a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, um, he he pitched, didn't get through an inning. Uh, it did not go well. Went back to AAA and got shelled there as well. I think maybe the major league experience that he got um, did did not do him any favors. It was quick, and he lost some confidence. And I believe his ERA was above five when he went back to AAA. For this guy, he's got the stuff, right, Connor? It's all about just kind of working it out and getting the control. For guys like this. He clearly has the ability to pitch in the major leagues with the curveball, with the the fastball. But there's so many of those guys these days. It's going to be about who can who can finally find a way to command it because there's a lot of guys that throw hard that you can put in the back end of your bullpen. So does he have that ability? Yes. He's going to have to throw strikes because I mean there's guys up and down the organization that that throw hard and have the potential to be major league relievers. Yeah, and he's kind of he's kind of in that boat as well too with Fuentes. Where, or excuse me, he's twenty six years old because he's been around for a minute. But I think he's going to get some reps this season. But in in the amount that we see him, uh, that is that is going to be the big question, right? Maybe a guy that you see more of late in the year. I think they. I do remember they've decreased the roster expansion, so that's going to kind of hinder some of these guys' ability to get major league reps this year because they don't Rob Manfred doesn't want games to take four and a half hours in September, which makes sense. But if there are some injuries in the bullpen, he's somebody they've called up before, so I can definitely see him doing it again. Yeah, he needs I think for him it's about having a fast start. He's gotta get off to a good solid start. He cannot pick up where he left off last year. A lot of it becomes confidence. So you know maybe with the off the off season he feels more comfortable. He kind of gets to step away from the game for a little bit. Doesn't have to think about that last major league experience and can kind of just work on development. Right. Uh, 5.56 ERA in 43 and two-thirds innings pitched uh, last year in AAA. So he cannot kind of pick off from that point, uh, pick up from that point when he starts this season. Up next, Ben Bramer at 22, a lefty, 25 years old, 18th round uh, in 2016. 6'2", 215, went to Auburn. <clears throat> good pitcher there, low 90s fastball, 12-6 curve, a changeup. Um, really did not not do very well last year in AAA. 
he did well in double A. He was 2.50 ERA in 79 innings pitch, but 7.2 in 60 in triple A. Opponents did hit 194 against him in double A. So it's all about finding that form that he had uh, when he was in Harrisburg. When you look at him, he obviously had a rough year in triple A. He's pitched well in double A in his career. He's really tough to hit there. Overall, one of my really only complaints about the organization has kind of been pitcher development over the last few years. It doesn't seem like they've really been able to find many guys that are homegrown that can really contribute either out of the bullpen or as starters. It's like basically they've had to go at the trade deadline and and find proven major league relievers to kind of fill that weakness it, at the end of July in the rotation, they've had to go out and sign free agents, which obviously I'm not complaining about because those guys have been great. Um, but, you know, it's it's another pitcher. And at this point, you know, you kind of wonder, you know, how is he going to develop? Is he going to ever be a major league contributor? Because it seems like guys in this organization, as they get called up, as they go higher and higher in in their levels, it's they've had a lot of trouble kind of contributing at really the AAA or the major league level. Yeah, AAA seems to be kind of the it's kind of the inflection point for a lot of these guys. Um, having that left-handed pitching in the bullpen, it's going to be effective. He's a guy that we know can do it. Once again, they got to get him in AAA, and he's got to produce at the level that he did in AA, or at least around that, and so they can get him up in the organization because a lot of those guys are hitting certain points and they're just not able to break through. Um, I feel good about him. I I think when you when you have a low nineties fastball. Um, and you're kind of working with three pitches, you learn how to mix early, and I think he knows what he is. So it's just about staying on that path for him. I'm actually a bit more a bit more um, optimistic about Ben. And that takes us to our last pitcher and our last player here, number 21, Jake Irvin, right-handed pitcher, 23 years old, fourth-round pick in 2018. He is 6'6", 225, was an, o, uh, an OU uh, sooner. Pitching for four years for them was a Friday night guy for the back three, I believe. Fastball, fastball jumped um, to around 94, 96 last season. He scrapped the slider right after he got out of college for a curveball and also has a changeup as well, too. Um, still working on those off, off-speed pitches. Last year, 25 games started, threw over 125 innings, 3.79 ERA, 100, excuse me, 113 strikeouts, and a 249 batting average against. So I kind of like where he is. I like the durability. I like showing, you know, at 23 years old, or 22 in that case, a full season of work. That makes me optimistic. I like it when a guy can put together a full season at that age, show some durability. That's a lot of upside. Yeah, it seems like I had a really solid year um, across the minors. Didn't really get injured, started 25 games. That's something that's impressive out of a 23-year-old. And it's not somebody that has to be a front-end guy or a, or a big strikeout guy, kind of like you said. But, you know, if he can, if he can come along and either be a – a back end starter or a long reliever because eventually, you know, guys will get injured. He seems like somebody that's going to get an opportunity and if he can throw strikes at the major league level. I, I definitely think he can, you know, find a spot to contribute. Yep. Hagerstown Suns last year, a, so he'll definitely make his way up a double A this year and we'll see where he goes on this. ETA is 2021. I'm skeptical on that. Um, Take some time with a pitcher like this, a guy that you think is going to be able to contribute. Make sure you get that full round of confidence, and I'd say probably two or three years. That is a guy we're definitely going to see make his way to the major leagues. Yeah, and just overall, kind of with prospects in this organization, it's not an easy major league roster to break into because there's a lot less opportunity for guys to come up and work out the kinks. 
or that sort of thing at that level when it's a team that's constantly in contention. So it's not like a Miami Marlins where if guys struggle, they struggle, but you can leave them out there. If they get called up in Washington, if they struggle, they get sent back down immediately. They get put on the bench, and it's where you've seen some guys like Michael A. Taylor not necessarily get to have consistent reps year after year because if a guy struggles, they're like, well, we got to pull the plug and go to somebody else. So, you know, you do kind of feel a little bit for these guys just because they're not necessarily being given that opportunity at the major league level to to work through it where maybe they would have that chance in some other organizations. Yeah, and we, we you know, with a guy like this, you just want to you want to preach uh, preach patience. All right, out of these five guys, Connor, which one are you highest on? Um, I know it's a catcher and four pitchers, but who are you the highest on out of these this this uh, group of players? For immediate contribution, it has to be Rowdy Reed, just because we've seen him there. We know what he can do as a hitter, and you know, you hopefully he, he can get comfortable with those pitchers at some point. Overall, long term, it's going to be Jake Irvin, just because I like the consistency there, and I like I definitely see him as a guy who has the ability to be a back end starter, give you quality innings, and give you a chance to win. A uh, guy you are most skeptical of right now, it it has to be. Um, James Bork, just because of the command issues, he's 26, so he's kind of running out of a little bit of time there, development-wise. The other guys are younger, so you know maybe there's more of a chance for improvement. With him, I mean, you just got to improve the command and hopefully get past the, the mental stuff of kind of having a really rough 2019. All right, Connor, uh, coming up next in the podcast, uh, where I, I teased it the other day, uh, we're gonna rewatch that that Max Scherzer ten strikeout game with a broken nose. That'll be our next one. I'm I'm pretty excited for this one. I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting to the ones where um, the fans really remember it. I think number ten was was one that was obviously a huge game in the turnaround right. of the season. But because of when it happened, it wasn't one that people really might have stuck out in people's minds. But I definitely think that Max Scherzer broken nose game. That was, that was one that kind of the whole baseball world was preparing for. All right, Connor, thanks for joining me.